1: Hey, it's
0: Jeff Beater with the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. We are live on fireside at the NAFMA National Championships, and I'm here with a special guest, actor, filmmaker, but above all that, a martial artist. You've seen him as Dennis in the Karate Kid Three, uh, and he's got a lot of projects in the works. So we're going to talk about it with William Christopher Ford. We said that, Karen, William, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. You man, thank you. <laughs> That's no, great. It's great to have you. Uh, looking forward to talking with you. We got to catch up a little bit here. Um, we're at the uh, NAFMA National Championships, uh, and I know you're a martial artist above. all all else. So um, talk to me about why martial arts? What, what, what does martial arts mean to you?
1: Well, um, a little bit of history real quickly. You know, the first experience I ever had with martial arts was uh, there was a um, theme park in California called uh, Japanese Deer Park and Village. And um, I went there as a little boy. My parents took me and um, Japanese Deer Park and Village kind of recreated, um, I guess, the, uh, an idea of an older Japan, Kyoto era kind of thing. And they used to have these live karate shows. And, you know, i had never I've never seen karate live before and the person demonstrating was none other than Sensei Fumio Demura, yeah. who uh, recently passed. Recently passed, yeah. And, um, you know, he's a karate icon. He was also the stunt double for Pat Morita and the Karate Kid movies. And I did not get a chance to sign up to his dojo because he lived, his dojo was too far away from where I lived in California. But I was able to start taking shorin karate and I kind of stuck with it. And my instructor was a guy named Sensei Richard Robago. He eventually went on to play a character called Tao in VR Troopers. It was a kid's show that was a spin-off from Power Rangers. And his sensei was Master Tadashi Yamashita, who has done a ton of movies, including The Octagon with Chuck Norris and American Ninja. He played the Black Star Ninja. So um, I got kind of uh, inducted into the martial arts and film, kind of at an early age. (laughs) I didn't get a chance to participate till later, but, you know, I've I've kind of been around the culture for a while. And, uh, you know, I was an awkward, shy, clumsy kid, not very good at anything. And I honestly wanted to quit, but my mom said, "You know, you ought to stay until you get your black belt," which I did. Now, here's the thing that changed, though: um, we our dojo got invited to a screening in L. A. of something called The Game of Death, and nobody had seen the footage yet. You know, so you know, all these dojos got invited, and they said you can get in for free. All you got to do is, you, everybody's got to wear the karate gi. So even my mom, who's never taken karate she put on her gi. And we card pulled down there, and I was. Is excited because it was like hey great a karate movie not realizing that this movie was going to change my life now I understand that it was not a very good movie it's, It was pretty, it's pretty laughable <laughs> but when they actually show the Bruce Lee footage it was electrifying and people were taking pictures of the screen it was amazing and uh, Daniel Assonzo was there Brandon was there Shannon Lee was there um, it was amazing, and it was from that point on that I had a role model that I really wanted to emulate and then I started getting into um, the Shaw Brothers movies, Thirty Six Chamber of Shaolin, that's my favorite yeah. of that uh, genre, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, Shogun Assassin, yeah. Sunny Chibo with the Yagu Conspiracy, awesome. and and uh, still a, a big fan today.
0: That, yeah, that's an interesting because uh, you, you mentioned so many influences there. Um, the martial arts in general uh, has influenced so many uh, films, even up to this day. Um, what is the lasting staying power of martial arts in entertainment?
1: You know, it's it's, it's something that's very grounded. How you doing, sir? Good to see you. I think martial arts is something very grounding, and it's something that's been with us for you know hundreds, if not thousands, of years. And there's something that keeps drawing us back, you know. And I think um, human beings are just inherently drawn to combat, you know. Uh, dare I say violence, you know? But there is something about martial arts that's also very beautiful. There's that other side of it, you know, the, where you learn the respect, the honor, the self-control, the discipline, all that other stuff. And you can develop yourself physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally through the martial arts. And it's a lot of fun to watch, you know, when, it, when it's well done by some of these guys who are making films, and they're just beautiful choreographers and you know credit to the stunt guys you know if it wasn't for these hard working stunt coordinators and stunt performers Absolutely. you know well, these movies really wouldn't be what they are you know <laughs> well talk
0: to me about the movie that, uh, that you were involved in way back when uh, when you were Dennis in Karate Kid 3
1: okay. how did you get involved with that okay well I was um, uh, happily asleep on a Saturday morning and my friend calls me up and goes dude we're going to go down to Burbank today because there's an open call for Karate Kid 3 I'm like what and he goes yeah they're looking for the villain for the next Karate Kid movie and I was like okay and um, we went down there I happened to be just getting into acting and I happened to have a headshot and back in the day it was like you actually brought your picture and it was a black and white photo you know before digital when we get down there, there's like 1,500 people in line. And it's like, oh, no. But we get in line. And then soon afterwards, uh, John Alveson, the director, who also directed Rocky, he came out with his camera and went down the line started dismissing people. But he stops at me and he goes up to me and he asked me how old I was. And then I told him at the time I was 22. And I'm at, oh, wow. I'm 56 now. So it was a long time ago, back in the day, yeah, you, right? you kids. Um, and he said, hmm. and he looked at me and he says, well, you know, Actually, we we're kind of looking for something who I, somebody who looks like the red out of high school. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, can I give you my picture and resume? And he's like, yeah, sure. So a week later, they called me, and they said, we want to read you, read you for the part of Mike Barnes. You know? And I was like, this is amazing, right? <laughs> so I went down, and I read for Carol Jones, the casting director. And I gave the worst audition in the history of auditions. I'm sure. Absolutely no acting experience whatsoever. And I was totally doing things over the top and you know, and then Carol was a very nice woman. God bless her. And she said, thank you very much. That was very good. And I was like, yes, I nailed it. She said I was good. And so, you know, several weeks later, um, I didn't get any call and I was just, you know, dejected and you know, I was just so sad. And uh, then I another call saying hey we're about to start production but um, you know we, we've cast your role um, but we uh, we kind of rewrote some things and we need some henchmen can you hench and I was like <laughs> I think I can hench so I go down to the studio the next day and then I'm on the studio lot and I see Pat Johnson and he meets me um, Ralph Macho is there and I'm like oh my gosh and he goes hey how's it going I'm Ralph and I'm like I know who you are, sir! Um That's cool. And then, um, Sensei Demarock shows up. And, you know, and, and I had developed some of a relationship with him over the years because he had tournaments, I used to compete. Yeah. And um, he was very nice to me. My mother's Japanese, so, you know, he, he always liked my mom very much and he was always giving us stuff. And he goes, hey, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm I'm auditioning for one of the henchmen. And so he goes, oh, okay. And so John Appleson finally comes out. They introduce me to him again. And he goes, oh, what's your name? And how old are you? And I'm like, uh, should I tell him the truth, right? And I said, I'm 22 years old, sir. And he goes, hmm. And Cynthia Demeron says, hey, John, this kid, okay, no worry. And he goes, you know what? Yeah, let's hire him. And that's how I uh, got my SAG card, and that was the first professional film that I did. And um, got a chance to work for three and a half months on the, on the production, and I learned a ton, you know? It was, it was a great experience.
0: What was your martial arts training level at that time?
1: I was a black belt. Oh, you are? Okay. I was a, already a black belt in Shorin karate in Okinawan style. And... Um, you know, that's kind of why I got the job. It was, you know, if I hadn't been a real martial artist, um, they needed somebody who could really quickly learn fights and, yeah. and, and, and take stunfalls falls and everything like that. And they gave my character a little bit more um, presence because yep, yep. they actually said, you know, um, what do you want your character's name to be? And I kind of panicked because they caught me off guard. And I'm like, ah, uh, uh, And I'm thinking, well, he's a menace, menace, menace. <laughs> Dennis the menace, Dennis. And they're like, okay, Dennis. And then later on, I, th- I thought, ah, that was kind of... Uh, I should have picked a better name you know but uh, you know they kept it
0: how, how much uh, did you actually get involved with uh, uh, the, the martial arts in, during the filming did you were you involved with like the choreographers and the stunt trainers uh, a lot for that
1: role well you know the um, the author the screenwriter Robert Markman is also a legitimate martial artist he's a um, Ryu karate stylist and um, you know he modeled the Miyagi character after a historical figure of Chojun Miyagi founder of Gojiru and also the personality of uh, Sensei Demura. And that's why Sensei Demura was kind of known as the real Miyagi years later. Um, He and Pat Johnson were putting together the fights, and they would have me stand in for the role. So I remember one day, they were putting together the final fight at the end of the film between Mike Barnes, played by Sean Kanan, and uh, Ralph Macchio, and they said okay, Ford, you be Mike Barnes now. And Robert Mark Heyman would play Daniel and Mr. Johnson would choreograph some stuff then they'd have a switch and then Mr. Johnson would come in and we'd switch and between the three of us I didn't have any input I just basically said yes sir whatever you say (laughs) sir you know I just did what what I did and they kind of came up with the skeleton of the fight which eventually was taught to Ralph and eventually taught to Sean but I got a chance to be kind of yeah what a
0: great experience though absolutely that's cool have you been able to to carry uh, that experience
1: into your uh, later work well you know that was the beginning and I learned a lot you know and when you're green sometimes you make mistakes and you know one thing I did know is that you keep your mouth shut until you're spoken to and then you know don't, you don't need to be contributing to stuff because uh, that's the way to get yourself kicked off the set right, right. and I didn't do that myself but uh, I just watched other people do it and I'm like oh, okay you know it's better to listen more than you speak you know but Go
0: ahead. Now, how long have you been training martial arts now? Um,
1: you know, I just celebrated my 49th year of being a student of the martial arts. And... Always a student. Always a student. Uh, yeah. Always a student. Beginner's mind. Yeah. And, um... Hope to be around for another 52 years, so that I can learn um, even more stuff and become a better student.
0: Let's take a break right here. Um, I, I, we're we're at the table for William Christopher Ford. He has some fans that that might want to come up and say hello. So let me let me let me bring them in. You guys want to come say hello? Come on. Are we good? Are we good?
1: All right. Very nice to meet you guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Listen to your mom. <laughs> okay, we're back
0: awesome we are back that was great that was a great interaction um, you
1: know what i love the kids yeah. i'm a sensei myself you know and i tell you um i have learned some of my greatest lessons from my students my students are my greatest teachers you know um, yeah. one of them being patients but also <laughs> you know what i can maybe me uh, not having such a good day and i'll go into the school and once the kids start coming in they just bring in all their cool energy they're very pure and it just makes me very grateful that I, I get a chance to do that, and I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have the students and their families to support, which is what we're seeing here today with this tournament. You know, the kids coming out, they're being supported by their...
0: Uh, we, have, we have more fans coming up. We have more fans coming up.
1: <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, that's what it's all about, you know. But, you know, as it translates to film, I think it's a very, very still viable um, form of entertainment. You know, people love to see a good fight. And... I'm really happy to see um, some of the directors that are coming up, such as Sam Hargrave, who directed Extraction, one of Fantastic my favorite film. films, film, yeah. and Hemsworth really brings it. You know, yes, I mean, that guy's yes. super athletic and super likable too. And of course, the John Wick films, with um, directed by Chad Stahelski, and I mean, the amazing stunt crew, you know, from 8711 that that, that yes. takes part of that. You know, just just it is mind blowing.
0: Yeah. Um, for for anybody not familiar with the show, I talk to uh, actors and filmmakers, stunt choreographers, fight choreographers uh, that uh, that help shine a spotlight on martial arts in, in film and entertainment. Uh, we have guys from TV, from like the Into the Badlands, that TV show that was on a, w- a little while ago, to uh, the Shang Chi film from Marvel, uh, and like I was saying, that that brings uh, martial arts into the spotlight a little bit. But uh, for for kids that are watching that, what they're watching on screen isn't necessarily true martial arts, right? It's, it's exaggerated for the movies, but it does its, it does its job in uh, in bringing those kids uh, and getting them to uh, be a little bit more interested in martial arts. What is your take on that? Is, that? is it a good thing?
1: I think overall it's a good thing. You know, you take what you want from it, you know. I think that um, you know, at the end of the day you know, listen, the Karate Kid movies the Mortal Kombat movies they were good for business, you know what I mean. I wasn't, I didn't have a dojo at that time, you know. But enrollment always went up, you know. Yeah. And um, as far as you know, what I would personally like to see, I, I would like to see um, good lessons, good examples of the, the benefits of martial arts being portrayed in movies, yeah. as well as kick-ass action. Accent, you, know, you know what I mean? Um, so. Maybe a balance can be struck between the two, you know, but I think there's good things in, you know, like there's um, the, 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 the modern gladiators are like the MMA fighters, right? Yeah. And, you know, I know that some people don't like MMA and they knock it, you know, but there's a lot of that is, 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 is the hype to sell the fights. It's kind of like professional wrestling, but the fights are real, you know? Yeah, they're real. And a lot can be taken from their dedication to their sport and the training and, you know, all the things that they have to do in order to fight in that arena, you know? And people have asked me, you ever thought about doing MMA? And I'm like, well, listen, I've never trained to be an MMA fighter. I know nothing about, you know, cutting weight. I, 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 you know, it's like, how do you honestly think I'm going to do against a professional fighter? Not very well, you know, but I certainly respect what they do. Sure. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes when you have somebody who is a real fighter and you put them in a film, they don't know how to make that change because you have to sell the punch. You have to react. And sometimes you have to tell people, you know, you don't really have to beat up your co-star, you know, and that's kind of rule number one. they were like, Hey, do not hit the actor. You know, that's, that's a good way to get fired.
0: <laughs> have you ever been on a set where, where that kind of thing, uh, you know, got, you got close and got kind of hairy. Yeah.
1: Um, sets where you know sometimes you know the people are clipped and everything. Nothing where um um people got seriously hurt but you know i I did work with somebody uh once who um and you know i'm not going to mention names and but you know he he's he's not making movies anymore but he was kind of a you know a a renowned martial artist in the world at the time and you know he made some independent films and you know his belief was well i gotta hit the guys to make it look real you know i want to really sell it and you know it's kind of like think you gotta do that, you know, it's like it's not necessary, and plus you know, if you want these guys to be around for the entire movie, you might want to, like, not really hit them you know, and shows a, a disrespect to the stunt person you know it's like look the stunt people can sell it you know there's no re- there's no need to really hit somebody right so um, i don't like that I, I don't like that kind of attitude and you know those people usually don't last long anyways you know but uh you know everybody knows their place and they should anyways um, and you know one individual that i have a particular respect for is counter Reeves. because you know, he's doing the fight, but here's a guy who was an actor, who is an actor, who's become a megastar, right? But he takes the time to train and learn, and he, you know, he's in there rehearsing. But over time, he's actually become a pretty good martial artist, learning martial arts for the movies. You know what I mean? So I really dig that dude. You know, and then, you know, from what I. He's just a a really great human being and uh, somebody that I would definitely like to work with. What do you you think? What's your thoughts on it? Oh, it'd be great. Oh, uh,
0: let's take a quick quick break. We have some more fans coming up. You want to go and come say hello? How's it
1: going? Good to see you. How's everything? Okay, are we back? Okay. Thanks for your patience, guys. Oh, that's awesome. That's exciting, though. It's always great.
0: All right, so uh, we were picking up uh, on on the action uh, in film. John
1: Wick, yeah, you yeah. Mean, What are your thoughts on the current state of martial arts film?
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. Um,
1: like, uh,
0: I, I talk to a lot of actors and, and stunt choreographers, and um, I'm I'm in, in the world of martial arts. I'm, I'm very young. I've only been studying it seven years, um, but um, I grew up with the the Shaw Brothers stuff, and you know that that stuff was so influential to me growing up. Those were our superheroes. You know, before all of the the MCU and all that stuff, these were the the guys that that uh, we looked up to as kids and these were the the powers and the skills that we want to emulate right um, and uh, the golden age of, of martial arts and entertainment may have come and gone but a lot of it is coming back with things like John Bo- uh, Jason Bourne and John Wick and and, uh, and stuff like that so um, it's cool to see it it's um, it's uh, it's interesting because it's not always portrayed in the most positive light but um, like you said uh, it, it gets kids interested in, in learning martial arts and uh, once you get them into the Dojos where they can be taught the right things, you know, the the discipline and the, and the honor that comes with it. Then it, it can only be good things, right? Because it, like like with any it, like with any tool, uh, it's up to the wielder uh, how they use it, right? So um, I love that the the films um, have a chance to showcase that action and and em- employ people who know the martial arts and can and can depict it on screen super super well. So you know, like people like. You that can do it on screen and 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 make it look good and sell it. That's that's always good for the martial arts.
1: You were telling me that you uh, study American Kempo. American-based Kempo, yeah. So you're you're almost get, you're almost ready to get your black belt, right?
0: I'm almost ready to get my black belt. I have a, an advanced brown belt. I have a, I have a bunch of more classes to go, but yeah. I'm almost there.
1: As I say, you're five feet from gold, <laughs> brother. But um, speaking of Kempo, what do you think of Jeff Speakman and the Perfect? Oh, I,
0: I think he's awesome, and I, I, I love the whole Kempo system and. Um, not not being very knowledgeable in in the, the, the development of it, but Jeff Speakman, um, knowing that he was involved with uh, with bringing American Kempo uh, to the mainstream, it, it's it's great. Uh, I love the system. I love the the, the power and the the punch counterpunch and, and all that stuff so um and uh he, his films were great um i don't see much of him nowadays but i would love to see more of him uh, on screen and, and uh, getting involved with with entertainment
1: when i first saw the perfect weapon i yeah. was like wow this guy's different there's yeah. something that i mean he brought uh something that i don't think that had been seen by american audiences and it was blown away by his hand speed you know <laughs> yeah. So I was a little disappointed that he didn't, you know, he wasn't able to, you know, parlay that into a little bit more of a career. But you know, I think still he he made an impact with even one or two films.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure he did. Um,
1: speaking of that, are there
0: films that you would single out um, as being good representatives of martial arts uh, for either real martial arts or, or something that you think would be? Uh, good for kids to to bring them to the to the sport
1: well um you know, if I have to come up with a short list, some of it's going to be just personal favorites, and some of them will fall into that category that you just told me. Yeah, yeah. But of course, the original Karate Kid. Absolutely. You know, that's my favorite. That's a, still a classic. You know, it's a stand. It works. It works as. Um, it works as a film. It doesn't necessarily. You know, people wouldn't necessarily say it's a it's a martial arts film, but you know, that's where there are a lot of the Miyagiisms and things like that. That you know. Um, been somewhat exaggerated in Hollywood eyes, but still they did it so well in that film and Pat Morita's performance and uh, as stunt doubled by Fumio Demuro was amazing and the relationship between uh, Miyagi and Daniel-san was, you know, that's still a favorite of mine. Um, You know, I am also a fan of, um, there was a movie that came out recently called Ip Man, Uh, actually recently, that was actually some time ago. And, you know, how Highly fictionalized, but I loved the story arc, you know, of, of Ip Man and um, his journey and then the hard times that were going through, that he had to go through. And, you know, that story hadn't really been seen before. And, yes, a lot of it, you know, they took a lot of license and everything like that. But I think they did a really good job of actually executing the film. And there's a lot of cool lessons to be learned, too. Yep. Now, another film that's older is, is uh, maybe my favorite Shaw of this film. And it's called The 36th Chamber of Shaolin. It was, it was marketed yes. here as The Master Killer. Master Killer, yeah. And uh, one of my favorite Hong Kong actors, Lu Chao Wei, uh, Gordon Liu. Gordon Liu, yeah. Um, just amazing, you know, and a, a brilliant demonstration. Of the Hung da Kung Fu style, and then um, I have my, uh, you know, Enter the Dragon. That's my, you know, one of my my all-time favorites. Um, there's a, I have a guilty pleasure, uh, there's two, one is called Shogun Assassin, um, it's <laughs> yeah. my shirt. Love it. <laughs> Shogun Assassin is a, a bit of a, you know, it's, it's, it's an edited version of um, six part, there's six movies, the, the, the Baby Cart series, yeah. and it's mostly episode two, Baby Cart on the Raver Sticks right. with a little bit of the first one, Yeah. but I just love the act and I love the uh, the character of Ito Ogami and, you know, carrying around the baby cart. Now, you know, it's like... uh, They're, like, you know, extremely violent. Over-the-top violent. Over-the-top. I remember being um,
0: kind of overwhelmed by the the blood in that movie when I was younger.
1: (laughs) Even if it's over... You know, I mean, it's over-the-top, I still wouldn't necessarily (laughs) recommend it. But another one of my guilty pleasures is um, a movie called... um, It was the... um, the, the Master of the Flying Guillotine. Remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah. I mean, totally ridiculous. <laughs> totally ridiculous. But, oh my God, I love it. You know, it's <laughs> just, just, you know, one of the, the classics of the genre, you know. And then, you know, sometimes you'll see a, a movie that comes along that, you know, that might be a, a gem. I'm hoping that, you know, I'd like to see another, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, we have Cobra Kai and things like that, but I'm looking for things that, you know, kind of bring back some of those traditional values. You know, you might see it in a movie like, um, you know, maybe a movie about MMA something like that, you know, so, um, you know, ho- hopefully they keep making movies that, you know, feature martial arts in some way, shape, or form, you know?
0: Great segue, though, because you're working on some movies now, uh, there's a couple of things that you have in the works, uh, are you, uh, are you able to talk about
1: any of those things right now? Yeah, I'm actually working with something, uh, that Master, Master Taurus yep. is, uh, he's producing and he's starring in called Killer X, yep. and... He's, uh, he's given me an opportunity to, to act and be in it. And, you know, we put together like a short promo that's kind of the behind-the-scenes footage. Yeah. So I get to be a sword-wielding, drunken samurai assassin named Joe Gondo. And uh, it's kind of fun. So uh, I get to put my hair down and sneer a lot and uh, wield a katana. And uh, it also stars Mohamed Kisi, who played Tong Po in, uh, in the kickboxer movie. Right. Uh, influential like, villain, right there. Yeah. <laughs> and- there's uh, the, the female co-star is uh, Elena Cheryova. Yeah. She's um, a fantastic stunt player, and she's also got some really great acting chops as well. Yep. And it's going to be a fun thing, and they start filming, I think, next week. You know. Oh wow. So they're right here, right here, and wow. I think they're going to be filming in and around um, New Jersey and Pennsylvania.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, what What of uh, What of your skills are you going to be bringing to this role?
1: Well, uh, my long hair and um, <laughs> I. I, I have this look that I have that people say they always I always look like I'm mad but I'm just thinking about stuff. So my 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 brow furrows a lot. I'm always like this and people are like, Why are you mad, bro? And I'm like, I'm not mad but like, well, you look mad You know, why are you mad dogging me? I'm not mad dogging you man, I'm just thinking. Um, But also, you know, my my 49 years of study of of karate, and you know, I get to do some katana wielding and all sorts of things like that, you know. Um, And some of that is very familiar. You know, I'm finding that some of my experience with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Filipino martial arts lends itself well to certain things. You know, particularly particularly the Filipino stuff. Because, you know, the Filipino stuff looks good on film. You know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a little bit harder to sell, but it can be done if done correctly and used appropriately in the right portion. That's
0: fantastic. I've cited a little bit of uh, a blade system the, of Kali, so, um, and it's, it's amazing, it's a fantastic system. Um, but uh, Killer X is, is just one of the things, I, I know you have uh, another film out on uh, on PPV Flicks, uh, 52 Masters, what can you tell me about that?
1: 52 Masters is a uh, kind of a docu-series that um, I started when I was 51 years old, and. My idea was, hey, I'm gonna be 52 in a year or so. Let's do something to celebrate that and celebrate martial arts. So we kind of came up with this idea, 52 years, so 52 weeks in a year, 52 cards in a deck. 52 masters would be a really catchy title. So that's how that came about. The original idea was train with a master, have an interview, and do 52 of these once a week. And after about three weeks, we just figured out that that logistically wasn't gonna work, you know. I don't have a Netflix budget, I paper it out of my pocket, you know. I have, you know, great friends who are filmmakers who are like doing me some, you know, uh, friends and family favors, you know, you know what I'm talking about? And they, they make the work look really good. Um, But sometimes it's been like, they haven't always been available. Sometimes the talent I'm looking for hasn't been available. Something, you know, getting that linked up. Sometimes it's just, they're not interested. Um, I I had one person who thought I was making like so much money doing it I'm like and they were like well we want to get paid I'm like brother no one's getting paid especially not me I'm just doing it as a passion project so we've done about I think we finished about 40 yeah, I think we did about 40 episodes maybe maybe a little less and we finished the very last episode we just haven't released it yet and the very last episode is Fumio Demera he was the 52nd master oh wow and and then he passed away a few weeks ago but um, we still plan to release that episode we're just kind of um, we're we're, going to put some b-roll in and things like that and make it something really special you know the passion is the passion for martial arts still burning bright within you oh man you know what it is amazing how much I love the martial arts I love martial artists Um, you know I love being here and seeing all these young martial artists you know the the future generations and it's still something that I'm going to do till the day I die you know and um I, I hope that I can, you know, pass on some positive things that people will take from martial arts, even if it's, if you study with me or anybody for a short amount of time or if you make it a way of life, you know, then... Yeah, hopefully I've done a
0: good job. Awesome, fantastic. Let's uh, tell the audience then, give them the links, That where can they uh, find you, your school, more information about what you have going on.
1: Um, you can find me on Instagram uh, under William Christopher Ford. Um, I'm, I'm on Facebook, but... Not so much. You know, I like Instagram because I like I like clicking on all the pretty pictures and whatnot. Sure, sure. Um YouTube, um yeah. you can type in fifty two masters and you know will come up. Um Kaisen Dojo Films. And uh, you know I'm pretty easy to find so uh, I'm always happy to talk to people I'm also going to be uh, working together with um, there's some things with one championship coming up and oh, I'm cool. teaming up with um there is a guy named Luca who is part of um, an uh, Instagram channel called uh, martial arts unleashed and he's got you know 600,000 followers or something and one he's partnering with me and one wants to partner with us to do some of the interviews of some of their fighters on the roster. Cool. So, um, you know, I, I like what One is doing with their martial arts because they do submission grappling, MMA, Muay Thai, and they've maintained um, that base of respect. And
0: yeah, that's what I was going to point that out. Yeah, they, they, they make a point of, of highlighting that the respect for the art and for the, your opponent. Yes, yeah. yes, you
1: know, and Chastry Dong has done a great job with One. So, um, it's, it's going to be great being able to uh, interview some people and have them put it up on their platform. <laughs> and, you know, like you, I'm always interested in talking to people about their art, and not only just martial artists, but people who uh, do martial arts and have parlayed that into a stunt career. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I might be hitting you up for, uh, you know, some, some leads. And, <laughs> we'll talk. You know, say, That's hey, fun. man, can you put in a good word for me? Cause, <laughs> Somebody, uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe you can uh, help me out with that
0: absolutely absolutely we' happy to uh, you're also on the cover of martial arts experience here uh, if, you, if you get that magazine
1: this was uh, this is actually produced by Jose Torres and um, the, uh, the, the the graphic art was done by Brian Moran it's just fantastic. It's you know what a great honor to be on a cover of a magazine you know and I grew up You know, reading Black Belt Magazine and Karate Illustrated (laughs) and Fighting Stars and everybody in the magazine, I was just like, oh my gosh, they must be great. This is terrific. Sometimes when you meet your heroes, you're disappointed, you know, and I was like, well, that was kind of underwhelming, that was anti-pneumatic, but then again, you meet people like Benny Arquides and yeah. Fumio Demera and they are every bit as yeah. magical and wonderful as you would hope that they would be, you know, so then it makes it worth it, you know what I mean, um, and then there are some people you just kind of go, eh, you know that That's okay. Speaking of
0: magical and wonderful right here, William Christopher Ford, thank you so much for taking some time to chat. Thank you. And uh, we'll be talking, and I'm sure we'll talk again, and uh, maybe we'll do a show together somewhere.
1: (laughs) I would love to team up with you, man. Awesome. We're going to be the dynamic duo of martial arts talk. Sounds good. (laughs) All right, brother. Take care. Poison
2: Clan rocks the world. Walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha, this time it's war We smash the place up with our dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drinking little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha, this time it's war We smash the place up with our dragon claws I see the iron fist debunked from the daily Press. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee in King Yu's hands With the fearless idea, they roaming over the lands Yeah, the little but this soldier is older than wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Got the Venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to grace jars. Fight for the cast and pass, here the pause. He Not the end back, kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but both don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewel's here, Derrick he's coming back. The Tai Chi master, Li's even faster. Could the had a little trick because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time in China. and Quan is real fine, but see managed on his spine oh, Golden. Swallow has arrived Chan chi movies Will the hero we survive we got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain Gonna fight May as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black Cut the vampire's back we got Lam Jin Ying To kill them all To so stand back He plays the black magic On the soul of the sword And our sword will travel Until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaolin A mantis style Yeah defeat the enemy And watch him run for miles Blood will spill Now on the mountain tops When we bring back The soul of the legendary Pops What considered tea house, ready for some action Drinking a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting, ha This time it's one We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drinking a little wine, we get a drunk and then we're fighting, ha it's time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claw See it's a game of death, yo You're facing the big boss It's once upon a time In China counting the TikTok. tock, A shogun assassin Slashing blood of just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, Balance, the bone not stop Wanna kill Bill? Better get the assassins He's got her just in yellow But she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms That's where it'll happen She got the parties on the floor When the blood it'll splatter Against the wall Don't fear at all she kill 'em kill them all There's always blood
0: spilled When you head into a war Fearless Unleashed The fist
2: legend at the car jet league I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast you rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm the streets In a sample, see the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha, this time it's one to smash the place, up so with a dragon class We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine